Hi, I'm Ann Delisi. And I'm Chef James Regato. And in this episode of Essential Cooking, we speak with Chef Barda, owner of Barda in Core City, Detroit. We talk about his time working under Argentinian chef Francis Malman, and we talk about his own work to highlight South American and Argentinian cuisine on the world stage. So our next guest is Chef Javier Bardawi uh, from Argentina, and he is, you might have know this name, Barda, from the restaurant Barda, in what they call Core City, um, over there in the former Magnet space. And, you know, I'm sure we're going to dig into it, but not just any space, a very unique restaurant space that I don't just think anybody could take on. But coincidentally, Argentinian cuisine is all about the wood fire. So, uh, Chef, thank you so much for joining us. Um, we're happy thank to you for have having you. me. That was my, my, our pleasure. <laughs> I've eaten there a number of times. I love your food. I love your restaurant. Um, I love Brad and I love Magnet and that you, you know, he's kind of a, a, a favorite chef in the area. And you, you know, had big shoes to fill in that space because the concept was so unique. I mean, it was really no gas lines, all wood fire, big flavors. I mean, blue tile from, you know, floor to ceiling. Oh, yeah. It's a very unique space. And I think that. There's no, it, it almost feels like it was more built for you than it was for Brad, which is crazy to think about. Yeah, that's amazing. I I, I felt that when I when I came to the restaurant the first time, uh, but I I think that restaurant, uh, I think that like this restaurant is a tool for me. Uh, I don't have to fill someone else's shoes. It's, for me, it was a tool, and I I knew it. I know how to how to use it. So for me, it was natural to step in and do my thing. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't a big deal. And of course, the, the restaurant, the building is amazing. It's yeah, beautiful. It really is. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, yeah. you know, that, that whole area, of course, City, you know, what, what Phil you know, um, has done over there is really impressive. I now, was criticized not to change the restaurant. Sure. For, yeah. But I mean, the restaurant is perfect as it is. There's nothing to change. And I, I, I don't have a big ego, so. No, and, and, and <laughs> I think it was really, you know, for those that haven't been, I mean, it's a beautiful, it's a, it's very durably built oh, it's yeah. tile. It's like, I mean, it's, it's like, it's it, a well thought yeah, restaurant. It's, it's, it's meant to be, you know, you know, you could, you could, it's meant to be, uh, you know, cooked in with, with, with high heat, lots of smoke, lots of wood, lots of durable. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's meant to be used. So I wouldn't have changed anything to be honest. Like yeah. I, I think if you've been criticized for that, it's, um, Maybe somebody who just doesn't understand, you know, what a, what a restaurant is. But I, I wouldn't have, uh, I wouldn't have changed anything either. But but let's back up a little bit because how long have you been here in the Detroit area? Three years. And before that, it was Miami, right? No, I was living in Buenos Aires. Okay, but you went, uh, you lived in Miami. For yeah, a while I too, lived in though. Buenos Aires in two thousand and five, if I remember. In, in Miami. In Miami. Yes. And, uh, and then you went back to Buenos Aires. Yes, okay. and then by that time we. We, um, Ignacio and I, Ignacio is my business partner. We were living at the same time in Miami. And then, by that time, we started thinking about having a restaurant together. But in, in Miami. Miami. Okay. And we, we, we did a research. Didn't happen. But so many years later, boom, here we are. So where did he go after Miami? You, no, go, he, you go back to Argentina. Yes, where and he, he, stay, he, he stayed there. Okay. And then he moved to, uh, to here. Did he bring you to Detroit? Yep. Okay. He called me once, yeah. And so where, I mean, I guess like, where do you start cooking in your life in Argentina? I start cooking uh, uh, in 
awful places. Yeah, like most uh, of us do. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> until I, uh, I started um, cooking with Francis Malman. Uh, I had the, this, um, this parent who knew the accountant, the Francis Malman accountant. Okay. So that way I get in, I squeeze into yeah. that, that kitchen. And for because, those that don't know, I mean, Francis Malman is one of the world's greatest chefs. Yeah. He's kind of famous for wood-fired outdoor cooking. If you follow him on Instagram, um, I mean, I think they've done chef's tables. There's, there's plenty of material. You can just YouTube him or Google him. Um, I mean, but a world talent. I mean, that's not, that's not just a name. If you don't know the name, because I understand it's, a, who's, I mean, not everyone's paying attention to the chefs of the world, but uh, that's, that's, no, uh, <laughs> that's no small name to work under. No, you're right. And I, and I knew it. That's why I, I did my best to squeeze in because it was so packed of people trying to get in all the time to that restaurant. And this guy, this guy is Francis Malman, was about to open another one called um, Patagonia Sur in, in, in a beautiful place in Buenos Aires called La Boca. It's very, it's for tourists, mm -hmm. most. Uh, so I did my best and I, and I get a spot inside that kitchen. And I was one of the first and only uh, cooks uh, building that restaurant and launching that restaurant. Wow. That, that was amazing. And how old were you then? 23, 24. Yeah, so pretty, pretty early in your 20, development. Yeah, yeah, no more than 25. I don't yeah, remember right that's now. That's incredible. Yeah. So after that, uh, and working for Francis Palman is always a big deal. Yeah. So, and I was very young. What's, a, it, what's the biggest thing you learned from him? Um... I learned a lot of things, but the most important thing is to how to build an experience for guests. That was for me the the most important lesson that I, I learned from this from Francis Malman. Um, how we build memories in, in people's mind. Mm -hmm. It's not just a dinner. We we are thinking all the possible ways we're gonna affect the memory. And that's that's the thing. That's the, the that's it. when someone is leaving your restaurant and really feels happy. I think what's what I what I love about Barda when I go there is obviously the concept is you know you can smell it right. You can see yeah. the wood stacked outside. It's a wood fired restaurant. You but, see my pillow every night. <laughs> <laughs> but when I go there, I think my favorite things are. I told you this the other day when we were talking, but. I love your, your raw ingredients. I love your, you know, the, the, anything that's like high acid chilled, like it's the, it's the opposite of what you expect, right? Obviously the things that are involving wood smoke are delicious. You do a great job with all, all of your dishes, but I walk away like, wow, the items that maybe people aren't ordering or like are, are so, you know, aren't kissed by the, by the smoke. So therefore they think it's not, uh, you know, center of the plate. I, I love, I love the vegetables and the, and the, and the ceviches and the different, the different dishes that surprise me. I mean, you could run a restaurant without wood fire. It's not like you're a oh, yes. one trick pony. You're a very talented chef. And I think that that's what's so unique about your concept is that it's not just like a one note experience. You do walk away with wonderful cocktail program. I mean, your bartenders over yes. there are amazing. And then, you know, yes, you can have a very dynamic experience. When you talk about memory, it's funny because I, I, you know, when I think of Varda, I think of high acid, you know, like, like very full flavored dishes that, you know, it's not, it's not the, it's not the wood fire that, that's the first thing that comes to my mind. No, you're right. Uh, the experience is, happens or is beginning at the very end, at the very beginning when you're open the door and you go 
and you you start listening to music and you are embraced by the the red neon and the smoke yeah and all the people are like very yeah. exciting people inside the restaurant and the the servers are very very well trained about having you making feel making you feel like home yeah it's a that's very, something that we are bringing from Buenos Aires it's a very immersive experience and I think that it feels like another country you know I think oh that's, that's, that's nice when you travel <laughs> or, you know when you I feel like when you go into somewhere where you're like whoa this isn't this isn't necessarily like too like the Midwest or this doesn't feel like something too familiar you know and I think that uh you know something that like I said that it's a building you found but it really was such a great match for you it's you know, yes it's like, it, it was yeah it's like putting on that that vintage leather jacket that is like oh my god was this tailored to me yep um so how did you what brought you to detroit like how did you find out about this restaurant your partner found out about it how did that whole process come to be my that i actually business got partner here? called me um it was my was it i was in my own birthday party so i i barely <laughs> pay attention <laughs> but he told me that um, what was happening here in Detroit. He was living here, um, and he told me that the restaurant, the, the restaurant scene was blooming. Uh, like, he told me that it was almost no risk about bringing that that idea of having a restaurant together. So I did my research and I, I tried to see what was happening in Detroit, and I came here. And it was summer. I came along. And it was summer. It was beautiful. Everything was beautiful. All the restaurants were packed. I went to your restaurant. I, I was really shocked about because it was it's in the it was in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, and I remember all those feelings about be, be, being in a major city, like mm -hmm. with no place to go, with no with no reservation. Yeah. Um, so. I really enjoyed my my stay here in Detroit. I I went back full of energy, and I talked with my family. I talked with my wife, and that was the beginning. Yep. What did you know about Detroit before you came here? What were your uh, what all were the your things I knew for, for about Detroit was uh, given to me by Robocop the movie. Oh. <laughs> Yes. And you still came. Yeah. The, 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 well, doc, the documentary <laughs> Robocop. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's perfect. I mean, yeah. Okay. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> now, um, was it hard to convince your wife? Uh, no. We had this. Um, we already did this. In, we already. I, I don't know how to. Um, I'm used to talking present tense all the time, so mm -hmm. right now it's a, like a challenge for me. Talking about the past. You had done this before. Yes, so, thank you. I have. So you we haven't done this before. And there was right. an understanding that you wanted to open a restaurant. In yes, a, in America. I, I, well, I was. Uh, I was tired to cook. I I, I, I ran my own company mm -hmm. for eight years, and it was a very successful company in, back in Buenos Aires. But I was doing lunch boxes uh. for oh. like. 1,000 of lunch boxes every day. It was a so huge su company. Successful, but not satisfying. No, I was almost dying. Yeah. But uh, we were, we discussed with, with my wife at the moment. I, I had my kids when I was 35, the first one at least. So, and I, I didn't want to uh, 
missed the opportunity to raise my yeah, my kids. That's wonderful. So I changed. I I, I step out of uh, the restaurant industry, and I built my com my own company, and and it was very successful. But I was boring. I, I was missing the adrenaline. You know the the, the things oh, yeah. you like. So that was a very, very great opportunity for me to, to start thinking about having a restaurant again. Because you came here, and the first time I ever heard somebody mention your name, I feel like it was a private. It was like this. I was like, oh, this yeah. Argentinian guy did a private dinner for us, and it was so cool. Have you heard of him? And I was like, no. I no. I looked you up, and I was like, oh, that's very exciting. <laughs> and I didn't know at the time. I just was, you know, through Instagram. I was like, I wonder what this dude's doing here. And then, you know, a few months later, I was like, okay, this makes sense. He's. I remember trying to squeeze in your kitchen. Too. Yeah, yeah. You know, I honestly, like, when I messaged you recently, I saw uh, an unresponded to, like, you know, um, request. And I was like, what the hell? Because he, he was, when he was in before he opened mm -hmm. Barda, he's like, hey, I want to come stage. And I would have loved it. And you're more than welcome anytime you want to come, come stage with us. Too late. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, and, and like I said, I didn't, you know, we went, we never, we didn't meet, I don't believe, when you came exactly. to the restaurant. Yep. So, so th I mean, thank you for the, you know, for the, for the kind words too, but you know, I think that's one of my favorite things about this food scene here in Southeast Michigan. And I say that because I mean, really you can get great. I actually went to a taqueria last night on 18 and Van Dyke and it was incredible. And you know, on Sunday I was at Spencer in Ann Arbor, which was incredible. So like, that's a huge distance. Any other part of the world, those are like 20 <laughs> yeah. cities apart, but Southeast Michigan's one big, you know, bubble. But I feel like this is one of the more receptive areas for new things. You know, if you look at Dearborn with our, you know, Middle Eastern community and how diverse that is, yep. if you look at the history and, you know, Detroit's always been uh, open arms for entrepreneurs that want to do something interesting. It's really like, an, you know, if you're, if you're an artist, I think that this is a great playground. And I feel that you guys are very open-minded. That's why I, I have a place here. And I saw that when I came here the first time. I mean, the way you're doing your menu, for example, is something that is very unexpected. Yeah, that's definitely, and it, you know, it's, I think that the challenge, uh, and it's, it's a good challenge, I like it, of the Midwest, is that the diners are curious, but not always super uh, experienced. So there is some education, I'm sure you deal with this too in your restaurant, is like, there are some times where you have to kind of like front load information and say, hey, just so you know, this is what's, you know, this is kind of what this dish is, or oh, this yeah. is the direction we're going, or, you know, you kind of um, demystify some things. Sometimes the menu can be intense, you know, or st sound scary. Um, you know, like a good examples, like liver mousse is always like, oh, oh yeah. Know. But then if you explain it, well, it's a fruit compote with the liver mousse, it kind of tastes like peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> and then you kind of, like, you know, you're disarming them and they're like, oh, okay, for sure. And then and boom, he's too yeah, late. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So to me, I think that that's, that's the challenge of the Midwest is that sometimes you have to kind of, you know, um, you need to be pushy? defend yourself, you know, yeah. kind of say, Hey, don't worry. Um, but if you do a great job, there's, there's a, there's a captive audience. And I think, you know, that's a, it's a testament to, well, you guys just got the James Beard, uh, you know, nomination yep. and, and that's no small feat for year two, three. What's your, what year are you guys in? Yeah. One year. -ish. Yeah. One year. -ish, <laughs> yeah. So you're in your second year now, right? Cause you're over a year. Yes. Old. Yeah. Yes. So you're in your second year.
I'm Ann DeLisi. I'm Rob Reinhardt. And we're about to bring back the perfect opportunity to honor your favorite pet and support WDET. During our spring fundraiser, Ann and I will combine our shows so you can honor your dog. Or your cat. Or your dog. And WDET with a gift of support. We're looking forward to hearing about your pets, no matter what kind of cat that is. Cats and dogs and any other pet you may have will be part of our fundraiser. And if you can't wait till the weekend, make your gift now at WDET.org slash give. Or call 800-959-9338. And uh, for the people listening, I was giving you grief the other day because, I, you know, you guys run a four-day week, right? Yeah. So just as a, yeah, you can't just walk in there any old night. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, right? You're right. Yeah. We got too lazy for more. Which is great. I'm teasing. It's great. But so like just, you know, so those that are excited about it, you can't just run out there any old time. It's Thursday through Sunday. And are you mostly reservation? Always room for walk-ins. Always. Always room for walk-ins. Okay. So feel free to walk in, but obviously check the business hours. And how often are you changing your menu? All the time. Every time I I really uh, see the possibility to change something, some supplier bring me something that I don't know. I like to change all the time. I have that personality on sure. me. So, is there anything in Michigan that you've come across where you were like, I wasn't expecting, like, you know, quality wise, like whether it's dairy or the, you know, the, obviously beef is probably a touchy subject for you. <laughs> Argentina is like, no, I know. You guys have a really good steak here. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's good. That's yeah, good. Absolutely. As good as the Argentinian one. Yeah. So, it's, it's not better. Now, why is Argentinian beef so famous? Because anybody that knows about if you if you were to look up like Argentinian cuisine, the first thing that Google's going to give you is yeah, like actually beef. there is there is no such a thing. Yeah, Argentinian cuisine. What, what is that? Yes. Yeah, well, I mean, Sp- Spanish guys, Italian guys coming to the country, and we just took what it was best for us. Yeah, pasta, pizza. So what? Yeah. So so when you if you were to go to a like like a like a famous restaurant in because I've never been to Buenos Aires I'm dying to but I haven't what would you say like what is the food scene there like like what are the most highest performing restaurants are they are they tasting menu restaurants yeah tasting okay. menu most of them and then are they, very is, creative and then is there is there always kind of a European tone yes they, okay absolutely because a lot of the style came from Spain and yes. Italy is that what you're saying yes. So that's not that's not a hard sell then to transition into the Midwest, in my opinion. You know, no, it's I don't. not like you're pitching something that's like no, no, know, no, no, like fermented shark from Iceland. I'm or not something. coming <laughs> from Middle East, and, yeah, or some some fire. I mean, cultural cultural way wise, yeah, mm-hmm. we are very similar. Yeah. And Argentina is always looking uh, up north, like United States, all yeah. the time. So for me, uh, your your culture is very familiar. Got it. Yeah, that's interesting. That's mm-hmm. good. That's that's uh, I think that's good because I think that's helped you transition in the restaurant scene so well. Because you can imagine traveling thousands of miles to open a business, I and mean, it's a pretty daunting idea. Yeah. And if you were to tell me, "Hey, go open a restaurant in South America," I'd say, "I don't know where to start. I don't even know how." But that's that's um, that's an interesting point of view. Yeah. So you still do everything wood fired, right? What are the challenges? Of I don't get- have any other chance. What are the uh, <laughs> challenges of getting the wood all? Like a constant source of wood. Has that been a challenge yeah, for you? Where did yes. your wood from? Uh, yeah. A couple of guys. Okay. Because uh, there's always an issue with yeah. that. Mm-hmm. So I have uh, three different suppliers and I'm trying to. <laughs> yeah. And what are you all? Is there a variety of woods? Or? Yes. Okay. Uh, we, are, we are burning uh, hickory, apple wood, and oak. Is there a wood you wish you could 
source, but you can't? Yes. <laughs> Roble from Argentina. It's what amazing. Is it? Roble. It's like an oak. Okay. Very hard yeah. wood. So it burns red. hot. Uh, it burns a lot of, uh, with, um, it's very hard, so it takes so long to, to burn. Yeah. It's a really nice um, wood for smelling, yeah. you know, for smoking things. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah, that's, that's. But I'm okay. <laughs> no, com no complaints. <laughs> I was going to say, it's probably a little too expensive to, to you know, to, yes. to cart that yes, up here. Yes. And your family has acclimated to being in Detroit? Yeah, my family is so happy. My kids, they don't want to go back. Really? Yep. They told me that. And it was amazing for me that's, yeah, well, to that's, discover. That's nice to know that, like, yeah. better than the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Get me out of here. <laughs> no, yeah, they, 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 love, they love to live here. They, they blend so well. Um, because of probably this thing, that this connection with the American culture that we have in, in Argentina. So they were like very, I mean, Sainful was part of our culture, so to speak. What was? Sainful. Sainful? The comedian? Seinfeld. Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Seinfeld. Yeah, got yeah. it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> there is not such an effort okay, for us. That's to, fair. Yeah. If yeah. you have to say, then you got some like quirky, uh, you know, yeah. If you understand Seinfeld, you're probably ready to move to America. <laughs> Speaking of Seinfeld, do you go to New York? Yes. And is that, uh, is it, were you already going to New York before you moved to Detroit? Have you like- Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, when I was working here uh, in 2005, I think, uh, I was working for a company who was uh, sending me to like a corporate chef kind of thing. Okay. So I was, I traveled a lot yeah. inside uh, United States. Uh, 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 yeah. I, I, I came to Ohio. I spent three months in Ohio, <laughs> long time ago. I don't know. <laughs> what happened in between <laughs> doing a tournament golf tournament or something really? like that yeah okay it was a huge company yeah and, uh, so and uh of course I, I knew new york before coming here yeah and, definitely and i it's, went there a couple times and i keep myself traveling in europe yeah united states i mean that really that really sets you apart i think that gives it it, it sounds like so much of your life was preparing for this restaurant opening you really were, yeah. were putting in your your uh research because i think that you know to understand the American audience, especially, you know, when you want to do something for the neighborhood, that's one thing. If you want to do it for like the, the, the county, the region, but you know, when you start getting James Beard attention, now you're talking about a national audience and you're representing American cuisine now, which is everybody, you know, American cuisine is yeah. like very open, open to all. Like Argentinian and, word. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, when you are designing your beverage, pro or you have a team, obviously this beverage program, how much influence do you want your team to think about, Ah, um, oh, Argentina. I'm, uh, I'm very annoying about that. You are Re annoying? regarding, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we we spend a huge amount of time drinking, trying. Uh, I brought some liquors from Argentina, so and uh, the the almost entire uh, wine list is from South America because we want to, I want to showcase South America as much as possible. It's the only thing I can bring here. For I mean, sure. What else? Well, I mean, there's also a, a tremendous range of wine. I mean, there's a huge landmass of growing regions down yes. there. And there's not a huge audience. I mean, people are, people love wine, but I don't know. I don't have a lot of friends that are deeply committed to South American wines. We just, there's not a great exposure. No. Maybe there's a couple of varietals that people are used to, but we don't have the exposure. But for me, it's, it's a way to, to showcase the, the soil, the terroir. There, we have really uh, young, young wines. 
uh, it's really different to drink something from Europe. It's very old wines, vines over there. Yeah. But it's the opposite in uh, in South America. It's very young and the soil is different, the weather. So, yeah, I like to bring this experience to Detroiters. So other than Buenos Aires, where would you say is uh, a destination in South America that is overlooked? Because obviously people know the top like contenders. Peru, right? for sure. So where where would you go in Peru? Lima? Like, Lima, like, yeah. yes. So Lima, Peru is... Yes, I mean, it's don't amazing. You think, Lima probably... I mean, Lima's doing okay. In the, people, people know about it. It's good PR. Where's like... Where do people not even think about? That they, well, I don't know. No? I don't know. I don't know. There's no there's no wine region. There's no there's no no wine region in Peru for for sure. But um, I mean, uh, outstanding wines. Yeah, I would probably go to Chile. Chile. Yeah, because I I have never been to anywhere in South America, and like when I start thinking about it, it's like I want to go to go to Colombia, Bogota, Colombia. Yeah. You know, motorcycle. Do I want to go to you know Buenos Aires and have a cosmopolitan experience? Like <laughs> it's very uh, South America is like a it's, it's a very foreign land in my head because I've never I've never uh, traveled down there. Have you, Anne? Mm-mm. Yeah, I'm, 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 love I'm to dying go. to go. I'd so love to I mean, go. now maybe I'm getting crazy here, but like, can you you, should, you want to take anybody with you? You want to arrange a trip? I mean, I feel like oh yes, we I, should. I was just saying, we should, like, should, <laughs> should. You should build. No, like, listen. When I, I'm thinking very seriously, and I was talking with some of. Uh, um, the winemakers in Buenos Aires, in yes. Mendoza, yes. to do a pop-up. Yes. And I'm thinking very seriously too. I'm committed to that and we're going to go all yes. together I, I, yeah. and we're going yes. to make a mess. I would there. recommend yes. you reach out to a travel company and put something together because I think an annual pilgrimage down to Argentina for wine and for food, I mean, I think it's a great idea. I think you, I, I would sign up for it and I, I also think there's plenty of people that would. Oh, yes. So this is... I th- I encourage you to like with the path that you're on now. I'll take I, it. I think you should continue. <laughs> I think you should continue to like if you really yeah you want to feature you want to feature Argentinian wines you want to feature South America. I think like keep going because there's been so many so many rewards I've seen bestowed upon you and uh, for your risks you took here. I think you should keep going with those risks. It'd be very exciting. Thank you. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Now. Uh, just for just some, well, a couple more Detroit centric questions, I want to ask you: um, Is do you have a favorite? And this is, I'm not asking for a compliment, but is there a favorite restaurant that you go to like frequently? So like, don't and don't I'm say not, Mabel. I'm, I mean, I'm not going to any restaurant. You don't go anywhere frequently. frequently. No, not even like a Coney Island. Where do you get your breakfast at? Um, Coffee. Well, we are very um, uh, French kind of driving breakfast. So it's for us. It's coffee, black coffee, toast. Jelly, at home. butter, yes, at, at home. home. Yeah, we rarely go out. Have you found a favorite pizza? Yes, uh, Supinos. Yeah, wonderful. Yes, Supinos is, for mm-hmm. me is a really good pizza. And then, what about how about fast food? How what is your relationship with fast food? Do you let your kids eat fast food? Yes. Yeah. What are these they guys? <laughs> uh, they like uh, Popeye. Popeyes. Yeah, the sandwich, the chicken sandwich. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. So the spicy one? The spicy so one. So your kids are. Oh, my kids are. Yeah. They're used eating, to spicy food. Yes. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, no, in Argentina, there's no, there's no yeah, room for spicy sp- food. Well, yeah, but I'm not a usual cook. I'm not a usual so you chef. You don't represent, like, like. No, I don't represent the, exactly the establishment as well, yeah. in Argentina. <laughs> <laughs> You're a rebel. <laughs> yes. That's why I'm here. Because, <laughs> I mean, your food, else? Is, your food is not. Uh, it's not Argentina. It's not unspicy. I mean, it's no. like you know, there's, there's, there's definitely, uh, you know, you, 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 you're the flavors that you bring. I mean, high acid, high heat, high salt. I, I love, I love that kind of eating. That's what I'm drawn to at Barda. Is like you get a lot, a lot of experiences yes. per plate. 
That's true. And then what about you? Where's your guilt? Like if you're getting fast food, you're late night, you have to get something, you're starving, where are you going? Oh, I'm going home and open. <laughs> no, <laughs> listen, listen. I'm open, I open my fridge and this is my diet every night. A beer and a cheese sandwich. <laughs> That's it. So you never eat fast food? No, no. Wow, well, right. No. I, I'm, I'm not feeling attractive. I'm a Taco Bell guy, man. I have no shame. <laughs> I'll, I'll get taco. Well, I love tacos, I'll, I'll, but taco, it's hard to Taco Bell. No, no Taco Bell. Come on, tacos. give me a break. I will eat Taco Bell. That's baby food. After, wrap. Of course it is. After midnight, two in the morning, I'm eating Taco Bell. Now, I do. I don't think you should eat Taco Bell in the daylight. That is weird. <laughs> yeah, 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 but I think after midnight, I approve. It's like a bad day, right? <laughs> or well, beer and a cheese sandwich. Yeah. Well, chef, is. thank you so much for coming. Thank in. you so much. Like I said, if, if, to anybody listening that is in the area of Barda, you have to go make make a reservation or walk in. Um, fantastic restaurant. Try everything. I look forward to seeing what you do in the future. Anne and I look forward to your trip down to Argentina. We're coming with you. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, just congratulations on all the accolades. And I'm sure it's just the beginning. Thank you, James. Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you, you so Anne. much. Thank you, Chef. Our thanks to Chef Barda for joining us. Thanks to you for listening. And we would like to thank LaMarca Prosecco for their support. From the hills of Veneto, Italy, you can never go wrong with Prosecco, whether it's in a spritz or drinking straight. Essential Cooking is produced by me, and Alisi, along with my co-host, Chef James Regato. This episode was edited, mixed, and mastered by Connor Anderson, with production support from David Lyons and Patrick Burness. Original music by the Mallet Brothers. Essential Cooking is a production of WDET, Detroit's NPR station.